Glory to God. All right. Um, the, um, I just felt led right before service. You know, I just uh, go with me to go with me to Psalm 16. I got a few scriptures, which if you know me, I always do. And uh, I don't have anything good enough to say in myself, so I just have to have a lot of scriptures. And uh, that's just the way that I am. I can get a good thought from time to time, but for the most part, I just got to put the word on it. And, um, but uh, praise God. I was just, though, I was just thinking that, you know, I just got prompted by the Holy Ghost. I just wanted to tell you that, you know, regardless of, you know, in life sometimes you just, you get into a place in life where, you know, you just got it. You got to know what you got to do. You got to go to work or you don't eat. You got to pay the bills. You got to do things. But I just want to encourage you that sometimes, you know, you get in the midst of that and you feel like maybe that you're not doing all for God that you want to do. You feel like maybe you're not being the difference you want to be. But I'm telling you, I just want to let you know right now, you're making a difference in your world. You're affecting the world around you. You're changing the world around you. And uh, you're leaving a deposit where you go. And, uh, you know, I had a situation where one time a, a guy from, uh, from work um, where I pulled in the parking lot and I was just having a time with the Holy Ghost and he kind of caught eyes with me in the parking lot as we were pulling in and I knew, I knew, I knew he was going to say something to me. I walked in and, and he immediately started asking me, where do you go to church? Because he knew that he's seen something in me that he wanted and he's a born again Christian but he's seen uh, uh, something going on there that was just more than, than just a, a religious act and um, you know, he came here one time to hear me preach, and we talked, you know, and he would always ask me questions about scriptures and stuff, and we kind of kept a, an open, you know, somewhat, it, our, you know, friendship there at work almost always went, uh, you know, spiritual. And, uh, and I'd been around him, tried to help him, you know, been around him in some situations where, you know, he was really not living right and stuff, but trying to help him. But uh, he, a couple, well, it was right after Christmas, he, he asked me, he said, hey, you got a minute. And I said, well, sure. And I made time to go talk to him. And, you know, his, his wife had just, I don't know, probably 10 days before this, had basically came clean and showed him about a 1,000 extra text messages a month that she's getting from all these guys that she's flirting with, showed him another Facebook account that she had that he didn't know about. I mean, you know, she rightfully so wanted to come clean, but, you know, you can imagine what that would do to a guy. And, you know, reading all the things that she had said about him to these other guys, it was terrible. And you can imagine the kind of pressure that someone could go through. But, uh, but praise God. And I don't say that. That's not a bragging on me. But you know what? The, the believers are the ones, especially us who preach the word, and we don't water it down here. We don't preach a God that really just needs to get you saved so you can get to heaven and believe on Jesus, and then you just live, you know, just down and dirty here. And uh, no, that's not the gospel we preach. That's not the God we serve. He's involved in our life, and, uh, and He wants to be involved in your life, and He's got an answer for every single need in your life. But see, those... Um, you know, people are looking to see something real in you. And I'm telling you, there is something real in every single one here. And there's a lot of potential in you. And, I, you know, I was reading Lisa's story on Facebook. And I know, I know ever since, you know, ever since we got back from Mexico, I know God's been using me in a, in a, unique, in a unique way just to be more bold. And so just, just continue to flow with that. Because I'm telling you, you're making a difference. And, they, I, you know, Pastor said something's hitting this church. 
It may show up here a little bit, but I'm telling you, it's going to show up in your personal life more than anything where God's going to use you and bring people, bring people here into this church that see the real deal in you. And that's important. It's not, about, it's not about getting a pat on the back, oh, look how many people I got saved or brought to church. It ain't about that. It's about something real going on between you and God and someone else seeing it. That's the way. That's what. That's what a Christian's supposed to be. The first time they ever called them Christians was in Antioch, and they called them Christians because it meant little anointed ones, like they were just a bunch of Jesuses running around again. It's the same group that about a year, well, a couple of years later, in the in the short time frame of the Book of Acts, about thirty years, they turned the whole world upside down. They turned the whole world upside down in about twenty to thirty years. My my. All right, I've. Guess we could just go home if you want. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh, Psalm 16, verse 11. Um, you, will, you will show me the path of life in your presence as fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And, um, you know, I just... Uh, Glory to God. Just, uh, just had that on my heart tonight. And we're going to look at some things. I got a message kind of stirring in me, but... I was just thinking, you know, so many times that's why people end up hearing the word, hearing the truth, and end up making so many terrible decisions is because they is what they do is they end up choosing, they end up choosing things in their life that really what they think bring them joy. And is what they do is they miss out on that right there. They they miss out on the path of life, the real path of life, but because in his presence is where the fullness of joy is. God can satisfy you like nothing else can satisfy. And nothing else will satisfy. Nothing else will satisfy. It'll satisfy for a little bit, especially if that's what you give yourself and that's what you want. Oh, yeah, it'll satisfy whatever need and desire you have. But I'm telling you, you're going to be empty, and it's going to run out. And, it's, and the thing is, it's going to produce things in you that you don't want. But in His presence is fullness of joy. So go with me to Revelation chapter 4. And this is where I will need another Bible. I'm going to read this out of the actual King James Version, which I hardly ever, ever look at. The reason why I don't use the King James is because every time pastor has to make a correction about what the word really should be, it's already that away in my new King James. So I just go with... And then I got a really good study Bible. If he has to make another correction, normally I got the Greek in that in the centerline reference. So that's why I, I don't read the King James much. It's because I don't, you know, I don't like making corrections to words that just, if they're already right in another translation, I'll just read that. That's not, you know, not, not, you don't have to get a new King James, but, uh, but that's just what I like. Oh, sorry, hitting my microphone there. But Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. Glory to God. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things for Thy pleasures. Created all things for Thy pleasure they are and were created. For God's pleasure they were and they are and were created. Everything on this earth was created for God's pleasure. You know, and, and, and we, I don't like to preach about the devil much, but you know what? He's a perverter. He, he can't create anything. He hasn't ever created anything. God's the one who's created it all. And when God created it, He said it was good. And the devil's the one that perverted it. God created, God created relationship and, 
sex and marriage, and you know what? The devil tried to pervert it. God created music, and you know what? The devil tried to pervert it. He don't have anything on his own. He don't have anything on his own. Education is great and from God, but you know what? The devil tried to pervert that too. Yeah, he's perverted it all. He's perverted it all. He ain't got nothing, nothing original. He's got no, he's got no, he's got nothing. He's got nothing original. He's got nothing cool that he came up with. Matter of fact, he, he wanted all that so bad. He wanted to be God so bad that he, you know, rebelled. But the thing is, he couldn't hang. He couldn't make one thing. God made it all. God created it all. He wanted to be so big and so bad and have all the attention and all the glory himself. That's what he wanted. He wanted that glory, honor, and power that God's worthy of. But he couldn't create a thing. He couldn't create a thing. Well, glory to God. We need to be cautious that we don't go after the perversion of things, but we go after, the right, go after things the right way. Go after things the right way. And, and, and everything here is created for God's pleasure. And I just want to encourage you tonight that your life, your life has been created to bring God glory, to bring God pleasure, to bring God pleasure, to bring Him pleasure, to please God with your life. Not just your church time, not just your, you know, five minutes you wake up and read your Bible in the morning before you go to school, before you go to work. No, your whole life is meant to please God. Meant to give Him glory and honor and power in every single decision you make. Giving God all the glory and all the honor. Everything you do have some honor about it towards God. Everything you do have a right heart towards God. That I want to bless you in this. I want to please you in this. Every single... And I'm telling you, your life can be that way. But you're going to have to, you're going to, have to make it a decision. You're going to have to make a choice to do it. And a matter of fact, that word, that word pleasure, one of the root words, where's Stephen? Is he, Stephen, what do I preach on every single message I ever preach? Choices. choices. One of the root words for that word pleasure is to make a choice. God wants you to choose him. That's why he gave you a will. And see, every little single decision you make is either bringing more of just whatever junk is out there that could be perverted, or it's bringing more more of God into your life, more pleasing Him, more blessing Him, more things that bless Him, more things that He's interested in, more things that He's moving in. You're making a decision. You're always making a decision. You're always making... Every choice means something. I'm telling you, it means something. Every choice you make means something. Does God get glory out of every decision you make? What about the places you go or the people you hang with? The kind of deposits that you let get sown into your life? The kind of habits that you let get sown into your life? Is it bringing glory to God? See, some things, some decisions you make end up putting something in you that comes out later. Does that glorify God? The kind of TV shows you watch, the kind of movies you watch, the kind of music you listen to. Talk radio ain't any better for, you know, you all probably don't. But, you know, occasionally, you know, you just get bored, turn on something on your radio. Ain't lifting up God. It ain't putting anything in you. And, and, and the thing is, it's just perverted. It's perverted. It's the devil putting his twist on something, just putting his slant on something. I'm not saying you can't watch TV. My wife and I watch TV occasionally. We don't have 
like TV signal. We just watch DVDs, but, but, uh, but there ain't nothing wrong with that. But the thing is, you know, you got to realize, what am I giving myself to? And is my life, is my life giving glory to Him? Am I giving, and the thing is, we're going to talk about a lifestyle of worship tonight. And um, but see, you got to make a choice to do that. You got to make a choice to lift him up and to give him praise. And I'm telling you, this is one of the most greatest benefits. I, I watched a, a couple videos the other day on YouTube from some very uh, notable, notable uh, Christian singers who who were greatly used of God in the 80s and 90s, and and uh, and they both had like these major collapses in life where their life just kind of fell apart. And they they were telling their testimony and they acted like. Here they were being used of God and all this, but they felt like that they, they barely even knew God. They, you know, here they are writing some of the most anointed songs you ever heard, and they felt like their relationship with God wasn't, they weren't where they should have been to be in that place of position, you know, and, and notoriety. And they felt like, uh, you know, that they weren't ready and they were immature. And, and they end up going through some major things. And I just, I just thought that is so, that is so sad and so terrible. So terrible that people couldn't just hear the truth. I mean, just hear the truth. I mean, just, just uh, man, people don't understand sound doctrine like what we get here. You're so blessed. You're so blessed. Well, glory to God. I think I'm just kind of looking for a landing spot here, but uh, praise God. Glory to God. You know, bringing God, bringing God glory is something that you got to choose to do. And then every choice, every choice you got to examine, what's my motive in this? What's my heart? And then, then you can develop a habit. You can develop a lifestyle of giving God glory. You know, so many times we think about all the things we need from God. We think about all the stuff we need from Him. The thing is, is that's, that's not, that's not uh, you know, just putting your focus on trying to get that stuff from God. He's not holding anything back from you. Is what we got to do is get our focus off of the need, get our focus off of the want, get our focus off of what our body's telling us, what our checkbook's telling us, what what the what the you know what the counselors at school are telling you. Oh, you got to have this kind of diploma, and you got to graduate this way, and you got to get this kind of scholarship. And you no, we need to put our we need to put our focus on pleasing God, giving Him glory, and developing a developing a lifestyle and a habit of giving Him all the praise. I'm telling you, everything in your life's going to get better when you begin to do that. You know, so many times, and I'm jumping ahead, but I'm going to say it anyway. So many times we know what our spiritual habits should be, and we know what kind of things we should be doing, reading our Bible, praying, coming to church. But eventually it just becomes a bunch of legalistic rules and there's nothing moving in it. There's nothing for real about it. There's nothing, there's nothing uh, tangible and fresh about it. And it's what you got to do is you got to get your focus off trying to get spiritual and just start giving God glory, start giving Him praise that He's due and begin to just give Him, just please Him. Just wanting to please Him with every word that comes out of your mouth and the focus begins to change. You begin to get your focus off of your needs. You begin to get your focus on Him and God begins to flood into your life the way He really wants to because you get all your focus in your mind off all that junk that's not going to satisfy anything. Anyway, He's the only one that's going to satisfy you. Glory to God. Well, I might just say all that four or five times again throughout this whole message just because that's, that's what it's all about right there. Glory to God. That's what we were created for. We were created to bring Him praise. We were created to bring Him glory. My, that's what we were created for. 
We were created to please God. And the thing is, see, you get a, you, you know, if you really want to please God, that's what you're going to have to realize. That's what you got to do. That, you know, you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to have everything figured out and do everything right. But see, that's what you're going to have to, you know, the, the Bible calls David a man after God's own heart. That's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to be the kind of person where you're just looking to please God. And when you do mess up, you just run run straight to him say father I messed that up but help me help me how can I fix it how can I do this and see you always have that heart and that's what God's looking for that's what God's looking for because he can move in your life when you're like that when you're looking to him looking to him looking to give him glory and praise in every single thing you do whoo glory I uh this is this is a message I preach many times. It's the same ingredient. I'm just using a little bit different recipe tonight. And uh, I was listening to Brother, Brother Hagen talk about that. You know, you, you don't quit cooking the same stuff. You know, you, 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 if you cook chicken once, you're probably going to cook chicken again. Just shake it up a little bit. Change it up a little bit. So I, might, I, I preach this message a lot, and I'm going to get into some things that God showed me as a teenager that really helped me. But, and I've preached it, you know, a, a lot. But um, Brother Hagen said that you, you really haven't preached a message until you've preached it 30 times. You really don't have it. You don't really have it yet until you've preached it about that many times. So we're just going to keep preaching it. Glory to God. So go to, uh, glory to God. Go to Mark 7. And I don't know if I said thank you, but I am very grateful that Brother Jordan would ask me to minister. I'm very grateful that you guys would come expecting to receive. and Because uh, it's not about me. It's about His Word. And, uh, you know, God's Word is our answer. I don't have anything cool that I could say within myself that would help you at all. It all comes from His Word. Glory to God. Mark 7. We could read this whole passage. It's really awesome. A lot, a lot in it. But um, we'll start at verse... Let's read verse 5. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to, to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? See, they're just thinking natural. They're thinking so natural and so carnal. But verse 6, He answered them, He answered and said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites? <laughs> what a response from Jesus. Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites? As it is written, this people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their hearts are far from me. Verse 7. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. See, there's nothing wrong with, with good biblical doctrine and good things that you know you should do. But the thing is, we got to be cautious that things don't just become something that we do with our lips, but our hearts far from me. We gotta we gotta guard against that. But here's something I want to bring out from that scripture is that your heart can your heart can be close to him all day long, every every morning, every night, every afternoon, every single minute of every day. Just just having a heart towards God. You may not be, you know, spending hours in prayer every single day, but just at your job, just knowing that, man, I'm looking to please God. I'm looking to be a blessing to Him, giving Him all the glory and honor, lifting Him up, magnifying Him, giving Him all the praise and glory, and being thankful for His Word, being thankful for the 
the fact, when's the last time you thanked him for sending Jesus to, to, to shed his blood for you, to pay the price for your sins? When's the last time you told him thank you for giving you the Holy Ghost who's your helper? When's the last time you told him thank you for sending you a pastor that would teach you the word and help shepherd your life and help grow you up? When's the last time you thanked him for raising you in a good Christian home so that you could miss out on all the, on all the dump heap of life and just limp, ending up on the trash heap of life? When's the last time you thanked him for the fact that he kept you alive all these years? When's the last time you thanked him for his angels that watch over you and then camp around about you? When's the last time you thanked him for that? When's it, see, that's the, that's the kind of lifestyle we need to have because that's where our victory's at. Our victory's getting our focus off of the need and off of what we need, but getting our focus on the one who is the provider. So many people seek God's, seek God's hand instead of seeking his face. So many people seek God's hand of what he can give them instead of the God who can give them anything. Glory to God. Just wanting to please him, wanting to be a blessing to him. I'm telling you, it'll, it'll change your whole life. It'll change your whole life. I made all kind of decisions that kept me from so many terrible things in life because I just wanted to please God. And I wasn't going to please Him if I went down that road. Wasn't going to please Him if I went that way. Wasn't going to please Him if I, if I thought like that, if I continued to think like that. It'll, it'll change and affect your whole life. It'll change your whole life, learning to think like that. Is, is my thought life giving God glory? Is the way I treat my parents giving God glory? Is the, is the organization of my life, is it giving God glory? The way I take care of my stuff. Is it, is, am, I, am, I, am I building anything in my life that's going to that's gonna further me in life? Or am I just treated all like it don't matter? Glory to God. We, want to, we need to have a, a, you know, a thought life and a mentality that we want to please God in everything we do. What about every word that we say? What about the way that we treat people? And I've been there. I know you've been there too. Everybody's been there. Judging people, critiquing people, getting a bad attitude, thinking you know everything, thinking you know it all. We need to watch that. We need to watch that. Glory to God. We, we need to please our Father. We need to please our Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We need to be compassionate about people. I was listening to live stream last night, and Dr. Dufresne said something about fear, where he had, he had one of his, I think it was a, a family member of his, on a plane with him, and they went through some pretty major turbulence. And he got down on his knees in fear. And, and, you know, because he didn't want to fall over and all that. And it, it was, you know, it, it was traumatizing to him. And Dr. Dufresne said his pilot began to make fun of him. And Dr. Dufresne said he got all over his pilot, said, no, that fear is real to him. You don't give him a hard time. And to just think about that, that kind of compassion that we should have, that things hurting people, it's real to them. It's real to them. There might be some things that people go through as teenagers that when you get a few years away from it, you may look back and say, wow, that was really petty. But I'm telling you right there, when you're going through rejection and you're going through, your emotions are developing and you don't know how to deal with stuff. You don't know how to deal with the way, you know, way people think about you and the, way, and the way people talk about you and you don't know how to deal with that and all that stuff hurts. It's real. It's real. It's real to you. It's real. But praise God, we got an answer. 
And that's what you've got to learn to develop is a lifestyle of worship and praise, giving God all the glory. You know, that word that we, that, uh, we just read in, uh, in Revelation there, that word glory, it actually means to esteem and to praise and just to worship Him. Just to esteem, to praise, and to worship Him. That's what that word, He's worthy of all the esteem. All the esteem. That word honor, now that's a whole different animal. And that's something that, uh, you know, this generation, now not you guys, but for the most part, this, this, this society that we live in don't know much about honor. But honor is something that means value. It means value. And it normally means preeminence. It's the highest thing. It's the choicest thing. It's the best thing. It's the thing that's of real value. That's something that you honor. And God's worthy of our honor. He's worthy of being put first. That's what that means. He's worthy of being put first. He's worthy of having the preeminence in our life. I'm telling you. Glory to God. Every close relationship you have, you should want to bring God glory in it. Every person you let get close to you in life, you should, you should, you should, that should bring glory to God. You should be, you know, you should be mindful of who you hang out with, the kind of choices you make. You know, spiritual things are much more important than physical things. But, you know, sometimes you need to think about the way that the habits we build, about the, the things we eat and the way we take care of our bodies. Because, you know what? Eventually, that may get to a point where it doesn't please God. So you've got to learn to develop the habits now. You've got to learn to fix things now when you're young. Well, glory to God. Well, I'm not sure where all this is coming from, but it's good. Hallelujah. Not sure when I started, but but glory to God. We should we can live a life where our hearts are turned towards Him. Turned towards Him. Our hearts are close to Him. Not just honoring Him with what we say and what we do and come to church, check off the box. I read my Psalms today. I read my health food today. Yeah, but is it real to you? Is it real to you? Is your is your heart in what you do? Is your heart in what you say? You just get up and say, oh, thank God for, you know, he shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Thank you, Father, for a promotion today. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Yeah, but are, is it actually real? Are you connecting with it? Are you using your faith in what you say? Are you trusting in God that it's got to be that way or the highway? Is it re- are you connecting with it on the inside? Is your heart really towards him? Glory to God. We can live our life where we wake up. We're our hearts excited to please God. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hmm. My, my. Glory to God. Do we ever just occasionally stop and just give God praise for who He is? Not for, not for what He can give you, but for who He is. Not for what He gives us, but for just for who He is. Praise God. Hallelujah. Psalm 91, verse 14. Madison, Mike, you sound like you know where I'm going. Come on, my, my. Glory to God. Verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. And uh, now see, this is not completely New Testament. In the New Testament, we know that he sent Jesus and he already delivered us. He already paid the price of death for life. He already did that. 
He already, he's not going to die anymore. He's not going to do anything else to secure your redemption. We're delivered. But something that we need to see as a principle here is that it's, it's up to us to set our love on Him. No, nobody else can do that for, for you. No one else can do that for you. God can't do it for you. No, there's nothing you can do in life that, uh, that's going to take care of that. You've got to set your love upon Him. You've got to set your love upon Him. Not just because you heard me say it. Not just because Brother Jordan's been talking to us about, about our garden and about our spiritual life and it being our responsibility. No, you've got to do it because you want Him. You've got to do it because you love Him. And you've got to set your love upon Him. Because there's days when I don't want to set my love upon Him. There's days when things are talking to me louder than what the Word's talking to me. There's days when my body don't want to praise God. There's days that I don't want to get up and do what I do and serve God every single day of my life and come and be an example to people that work. There's days I don't want to do that. There's days that my flesh talks to me. There's days my mind talks to me. There's days that my finances talk to me. But, I, but see, I just want to please God and not talk right back to it. I, that, I, that's not my focus. My focus is on His Word. My focus is on His Word. And see, you, you begin to live in an in a, in a atmosphere and a, a life and a lifestyle of God's victory that he, that he promised you, that He's already provided, when we understand that it's about Him, not about our stuff, not about us just wanting to please God. And I'm telling you, see, you get all the focus off of the stuff, and you put your focus on Him. You put your focus on Him. God told me one time years ago that your worship is what you're focused on. Worship is what you're focused on. You know, we got to go to work. We got to have a job. We got to do stuff like that. We got to spend time with our families. We got responsibilities, all of that stuff. You know, sometimes it just takes so much time just to do the things you got to do. And, you know, you guys are to an advantage being younger. Uh, some of you are getting into college and getting busy and stuff like that. But, you know, you don't have grass to mow typically. You don't have, you know, plumbing to fix. You don't have, you know, you don't have all that stuff that you just got to do. Some of you got cars, and that's, I'm telling you, that's responsibility too because stuff will fall apart if you don't maintain it. But, uh, but see, you got all those demands on you. Got all of those demands on you. Got all those demands on you, but this is something you got to learn now to put your focus put your focus on Him and not let everything steal all your time, steal all your... Because, see, you just get... you just go, going through life, just going through the motions, and you're not giving God glory for anything. You may, you may come to church a couple times a week and do it, but your life is not living a life of just wanting to please Him. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, did we look at Psalm 91? <laughs> glory to God. We've got to set our love on Him. We've got to set our love on Him. You know, I, you know the, the thing is, we can even look at that in the natural. You know, I love my wife, and my love for her is never going to change, but you know what? I'm, I'm getting, the more I get to know her, the more I love her all the time. Because I'm setting my love on her. I'm interested in her. I'm interested in how I can be a blessing to her, how I can be a better husband. I stood up right up here and said words that I promised my life to her. I promised that I will be the best husband I can be. I promised that I'd be the most godly man that I could be. I, I spoke words that I would not be selfish, but I would give my life for her. I said those things, and it meant something to me. It wasn't just a bunch of empty words. I spoke a covenant, and I... And I cut covenant with that woman, and I married her, and now I got a responsibility to back it up. But see, I set my love on her because it means something. I set my love. I, I'm looking for ways to show her how much I care and, how, and, and 
Glory to God. And I don't put everything on her. Oh, you clean the house, babe. You do this. You do the finances. Do that. Do that. No, I do some responsibility myself because I'm setting my love on her. Glory to God. It's the same thing with God. It's the same thing with God. You know, you don't, you don't owe anything to God, really. Jesus paid everything for you. But you know what? We do owe Him our life. We were bought with a price. We were. We were bought with a price. And we need to set our love on God. Set our love on Him for what He did for us. Glory to God. You're, you're not going to buy your salvation. He already bought it. But, um, but glory to God. We do owe Him our life to be a blessing to Him. To be a, and to, to open our mouth and declare unto God how awesome He is and how good He is. That's why I was, I was just uh, blessed tonight just to see the presence of God come in here during a couple of those songs and just seeing you pour your heart out and respond with singing and dancing. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Because I'm telling you, that, that affects you. That changes you. You're putting your focus on, you, you know, j- just what an awesome thing you can learn to not let your body dictate to you everything. Oh, I'm tired. I'm not going to do this. Oh, you're tired. You're not going to do that. Eventually, you won't be doing anything. But glory to God, you've got to learn to develop that. No, I'm going to church. No, I'm going to get up there and praise God. No, I'm going to do this. And the thing is, you've got to do it Monday morning. No, I'm going to get in the Word today. Because this is my source right here. This is my life. Well, glory to God. Let's go to Matthew 6. I know this is stuff that we already know, but I'm just stirring you up. Because I've realized that some things in my personal life with God... Especially in, the, in, in my life of physical health, I was missing it. I was missing it. Doing what I know to do, feeding on the Word, speaking the Word, reading, reading things that I know I need to read every day, and, and washing that, meditating on the Word, making my declarations of faith, speaking to mountains that I need to move in my life, doing all of that. But see, I realized that it became about all the things I was doing. I got to do this to get healed. I got to do this to fix this. No, that's not the point. That's not the point. I was missing it. He's my healer. And I got to put my focus on Him and all my love and all my attention on Him. Man, that's it. See, everything in your life is looking for all the attention. It is. It is. But see, that's when we give everything else in life our attention, that's really, that's perverted as far as from the way God made it. Because God made you to give Him all the glory and all the praise and to please Him, to give Him all the glory and all the honor. Well, Matthew 6, uh, we'll read starting in verse 31 and go on down here. Matthew 6, 31. Again, most of this is familiar to us, but we just need to stir ourselves up. Therefore, do not worry. Do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after, that sounds like today, you know, people always worried about that kind of stuff. Verse 32, for after all these things the Gentiles seek, those are people that just don't know God, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. Verse 33, but seek ye first, but seek first, seek first the kingdom of God. That basically means God's way of doing things. That's what that means, God's way of doing things. His kingdom, His operation. And His righteousness, or being right with God. And all these things shall be added to you. See, all these things, everything you need comes after that. God comes first. 
He comes first in our thinking. He comes first in our what comes out of our mouth. He comes first in our money. He comes first in the way we treat people. God comes first. God comes first. God comes first. And I'm telling you, if we can get a hold of that, it will flat change your life. It'll change your life. Everything will get easier. Everything will get easier. It's not, we're not focused on what we're going to wear, what we're going to this, what am I going to drive, what kind of car am I going to have, what kind of, what kind of, I, if I want to make this money, then if I want to make this much a year, then I need to think about being this. I need to be that so that I can make this much a year. Yeah, that's all great. You can go ahead and plan a little bit, but see, your focus is on the wrong thing. Our focus should be on pleasing God, giving Him glory in everything we do. He'll speak to you. He'll speak to you. God's not withholding anything from you. Well, praise God. And uh, for those of you that maybe don't come to, to our church on a regular basis, I would just encourage pastors going to be teaching on being led by the Spirit for as long as it takes till he gets it out. And uh, I, I, I encourage anybody here to, to take advantage of that because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be vital to your life to learn how to do that. And, uh, and you know, I, I've learned some things over the years, but, you know, there's a lot more I could learn. And when pastor's teaching something, it's because there's something God wants us to get right then and there. So I know there's something for me to get. There's something for me to catch. So I just want to encourage you with that. And it's important. Glory to God. Seek ye first. The reason he said seek is because it's something that you just don't do once. He's saying seek this out. It's a habit. It's something that we develop. I'm seeking to put God first. I'm seeking to put God first. Like I was just talking about my marriage, that's something I got to do all the time. I got to seek to put God first in this thing. Because if I'm who I need to be spiritually on the inside, then I'll be who I need to be for her. I'm helping you, so helping you right now. Glory to God. The Word is, not me, but the Word is helping us. Glory to God. All right. Um, you know, you can, the Bible teaches us, and we'll look at all three of them here, and then uh, we'll see. Glory to God. I, uh, that anointing is just so sweet, you know. And uh, praise God. I don't know, sometimes, and I've talked to my wife about this, I don't know why God put such a strong anointing on my life, but I just, I just, uh, I'm just so thankful. And I don't say that in a bragging way, but I mean, I just know that when I, when I, when I minister for Him, when I, when, I, when I dedicate things to God, I mean, just that anointing rests upon me so strong. And I, it's not anything I can figure out, or, but praise God, we just need to just, you know, and again, you know, I'm not saying that in a bragging way, but you know what? If God's got equipment for you, you're going to have to talk about it or nobody's going to know. Pastor has a healing anointing. I may have some of that eventually in my life, but right now I don't think that, you know, I move in that, in, in that kind of a manner. But, uh, but he talks about it so that people will know to receive of it. But I got an anointing on my life to receive refreshing and receive help and receive joy. And it's an anointing. The, the anointing destroys the yoke. And if you're all bound up, you need some, you need some freeing. So receive of that tonight. Glory to God. If you're all bound up, if you're all bound up in fear, if you're all bound up in just frustration, if you're all bound up in just, just being dry, you need to receive help tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, number one, let's go to John 4. Number one, we can worship God in our spirit. In our spirit. John 4, probably 23 and 24. This, uh, this story, I've been getting a lot out lately, but um, a lot out of it. 
but um, and there's a lot in here, but praise God. We'll start in verse uh, 21. And Jesus said to her, woman, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not, what you do not know. We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews, but the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And see, we, we don't worship... You can worship God in your mind, I'm going to prove that. You can worship God in your body, but what it all starts with, you're not really worshiping Him until it's on the inside first. And that's why it's so important to get saved, because you aren't worshiping God, you're not giving Him glory yet, until your spirit is alive unto Him. Until your spirit is alive unto Him. And you know that he, is, that he is for real in your life, and He's your Savior, and He's putting your life back together, and He's got so much for you, and He's alive inside you, then, then, then you really start bringing God glory, but that's where it starts first. It's, a, again, having a, a, a spiritual heart connection to the things we do, to the things we say. That's the most important. Now, go with me to Isaiah 26. I know I'm running some scripture tonight, but like I said, I don't have much to say outside of God's Word. Isaiah 26. Yeah, that'll preach, won't it? <laughs> that'll preach. I don't have much to say outside of God's Word. Whew. Man, what comes out of our mouth then, huh? Glory to God. Verse 3, Isaiah 26:3. This is referring to God. You will keep him in perfect peace. Nobody else can offer that. You know, it's something the, 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 the world, you know, when, when the angels showed up to declare that Jesus was coming and going to be born in the earth, they said, peace on earth. You know, there really had never been peace on earth. Even after Jesus came, even after he died, the kind of peace the world's thinking. You know, all these rock stars grow, you know, they come and have all these songs wanting peace on earth and everything. Every time at Christmas they play the songs about those scriptures, most people think that we're going to all unite and, you know, have no wars and have all this. That's, that kind of peace is never going to be on the earth. Jesus said, My peace I leave with you, not as the world can give. That's a peace between you and the Father that you are right with Him and that you're alive in Him and that He paid the price for you and that judgment has been settled for you, that Jesus was made sin for you and you got a peace on the inside that His Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you're His child. That's the kind of peace that those angels declare. Peace is coming on earth because Jesus is in the earth now. That's what they were saying. That's what they were saying. Yeah, that kind of us all getting together and holding hands worldwide, that's the kind of peace that's never going to exist. No, no. It ain't. The Bible says it's not. It said it's going to get uglier. But Jesus said, my peace I leave. That's something that no one else can give you. No one else can give you. Glory to God. No one else can give you. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. And I love what Pastor Nancy says. She said, God and His Word are one. And they are. John 1 tells you. Several places in John chapter 1 tells you that God and His Word are one. Jesus and His Word are one. Jesus and His Word are one. He will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on Him. Now let's go to Hebrews 13. Glory to God. 
I hope you're getting something tonight. I'm not like a teacher like Brother Sean, but I'm not a preacher like Brother Jared. So <laughs> I'm somewhere in the middle there. But uh, glory to God. Verse 5, uh, Hebrews 13, 15. Hebrews 13, 15. Shoo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Shoo, glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Shoo, did y'all feel that come in here? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Shoo, glory to God. Praise you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Verse 15. Therefore, by Him... Let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Now see, we covered our spirit, and we covered our mind, and we covered our body. You can, ble- you can bless God and praise God with all three. With all three. And the way we praise Him out of our body, now you can respond to Him when the Spirit of God moves on your flesh, of course dancing and singing and laughing and crying and weeping and all that is biblical but we respond number one through the fruit of our lips giving praise unto him and the thing is that's very interesting that he called it the fruit of your lips because what you say is a lot more than just words that's how you release your faith and it produces fruit for you glory to God hallelujah glory to God Mike could you come to the keyboard brother Michael Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's just raise our hands and be reverent to Him.